You're now listening to a Binge Bull Brain podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Pinch Proof Brain podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about what it takes to stop eating ultra-processed foods. Is it even doable? And I'm going to base it on my own story because, believe it or not, I stopped eating junk food for two and a half years. But before I get into that story, let's first address the elephant in the room. So why are there words like junk food? in the title of today's video, (laughs) today's uh, podcast episode. Because probably other recovery coaches told you that you should not call food as junk food. It's, It's not really appropriate way, so I want to acknowledge that. So basically, I'm using it as a clickbait. I know that calling food as calling food junk food, it assigns a negative morality to food. And we all know that food is neither good or bad. Even highly processed foods are not garbage and you are not a bad person for eating them. And when we assign morality to food, we associate ourselves with that morality. And junk food isn't really like worthless garbage food because all foods have some kind of nutritional value. So uh, junk food is a made-up category of foods. And of course, everyone has different classification of what is healthy, unhealthy, processed and unprocessed. Because some people would say that, you know, cutting carrots or steaming spinach, it's it's processing food. (laughs) So basically, uh, uh, steamed spinach is processed food. <laughs> Anyways, let's do not go too deep into, into that. Uh, let me tell you the story of how I stopped eating junk food for more than two and a half years. And it's not a recent story, okay? It happened back in 2013. So I stopped eating processed foods from uh, 2013 until September 2015. Uh, So it all started in January 2013 when I decided to go vegan. I did it mainly for three reasons. I wanted to stop binge eating and lose some weight. I wanted to get rid of acne. And of course, I did it for for the animals. I ditched lots of processed foods like all at once. (laughs) And at the time, there weren't many vegan processed foods in the supermarket at a decent price. That's why... Um, it was easier for me to like not eat those things. But there are a couple of things that really helped me to stay away from processed foods. So first one was just motivation. You know, I was deeply uncomfortable in my own skin with my situation and I wanted to move away from that pain. Maybe you've heard a quote um, from Tony Robbins that change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And I believe that that was my situation um, at the time. Uh, What also helped me to stop eating uh, highly processed foods were just my values, but also my environment. You know, I was um, a student, so I was managing my own groceries. So it was easier to uh, choose what kind of foods I want to eat and what kind of foods I don't want to eat. I was also 
reading a lot of books, I was listening to YouTube, so I was making sure that my mindset is, um, you know, uh, on the right track. And again, there weren't many vegan junk foods available at the time in Poland, so it was easier to not buy them because they were not available. Uh, the other thing that really helped me to stay away from sugar and um, and highly processed foods was that I started seeing positive results. So my acne started to clear up. Uh, my face finally looked <laughs> decent. Uh, and it actually cleared up quite quickly after ditching uh, dairy and 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 highly processed foods. Um, so maybe you, I don't know if you can relate, but kind of this this change was very very quick, right? Because with binging, you are kind of gaining weight um, slowly when you are binging, or when you stop binging, you may not lose weight at all, or you may start losing weight uh, very slowly. So with binging, kind of the consequences of binging are not always like right away, but with acne uh, or, or eating dairy in my case, like the consequences were, were, were coming very quickly. So if I would eat dairy the next day, I would, ha- next day I would have a massive pimple on my face. So when I stopped eating those things, like my face cleared up and it was just, you know, seeing those positive results, they were very motivating and they helped me keep going. Also, at the time, what happened is a little bit of weight loss. You know, I uh, I started to lose weight. And again, that, that kind of result was motivating for me. I was losing not much, maybe one, two kilograms per, per month. But, you know, it, it accumulated. And within a couple of months, I really looked like a different person. And the last thing I want to discuss, what really helped me to stay away from processed foods was that I was brainwashed. <laughs> Maybe you didn't expect uh, for me to say that. But in 2012, I really got into watching YouTube videos of people promoting a healthy plant-based lifestyle. So I admired these, let's call them influencers, and I really wanted to be part of the community because it felt like... <laughs> they had an answer (laughs) to kind of like living a better, healthier life. And this is what I was craving at the time. So I started to follow the advice religiously, (laughs) especially when it came to, you know, giving up animal foods and highly processed foods. Um, So not eating junk food was tied to my values, my identity, but also my morality. Uh, It wasn't just about health. It kind of felt like, um, a way to belong to something bigger, <laughs> like being, you know, a part of a special club. Uh, but of course, looking back, I realized that I had sort of been brainwashed <laughs> into thinking that not eating processed sugar made me a better person and was the ultimate healthy choice. So again, from the perspective of time, I can see that it felt like I was in an online cult. <laughs> I absorbed everything they said without even thinking independently. I followed their guidance without questioning it. And it started to affect my life in a ways that weren't necessary, necessarily healthy or balanced. So now we have to talk about like 
why did I stop? What happened that I again introduced highly processed foods into my diet? Well, the truth is that I kind of pushed it too far. (laughs) Uh, I started to struggle with my health. I had amenorrhea, which means that my period was gone. A gynecologist said that I should gain some weight. My sex hormone profile looked like a looked like a profile of a woman uh, after the menopause. I had no libido. Uh, I broke my bones twice. So as a kid or a teenager, I had never had a broken bone. But um, even even though I, you know, I fell from trees and f- from the horse so many times. But <laughs> when I had very low body mass, when I was so, let's call it skinny, I, probably my, 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 the density of my bones was so low that my bones would break so easily. So within a year or a year and a half, I broke two bones. One of them was collarbone. Um, yeah. <laughs> Another reason why I stopped, um, like not eating junk food, <laughs> why I introduced, uh, highly processed foods into my diet was because I moved to the Netherlands and I calculated that some, calorie-dense foods will give me more energy for like lower price because okay fruits and vegetables were more affordable in Poland uh, but not so much in the Netherlands you know and also in the Netherlands finally uh, vegan highly processed foods was available Um, and again my health was deteriorating I knew that I need um, to gain some weight and my health was deteriorating I I needed to eat more fat also for my hormones um, so because of like money uh, issues and again, uh, because of convenience, I decided to introduce some highly processed foods. But unfortunately, my brain kind of went crazy. <laughs> you know, initially I consciously allowed those foods into my diet, but my starving body really needed that rebound. And I kind of couldn't stop eating them. <laughs> so, but but then again, that's that's kind of um, a different different story. So to summarize, what helped me not to eat junk food was first of all environment, strong values, also kind of feedback feedback from my body because I really did feel bad after eating highly processed foods. Uh, but you have to realize that your body kind of adjusts to your diet. Um, so I remember one time I received a chocolate from somebody because, of course, I wouldn't buy my own chocolate. I received chocolate and I ate a piece and I really felt super nauseous because my body kind of <laughs> didn't eat fat or chocolate for such a long time that even having a couple of pieces of chocolate really made me feel nauseous. Um Anyways, <laughs> anyways, but but the most important thing that really helped me to not eat highly processed foods was that I felt, you know, I was brainwashed. <laughs> I was uh, in kind of like a cult-like culture. Um, so I want you to realize that it's not, it wasn't that easy, right? And there was a price tag to it. And And another question I want to answer in today's podcast episode is, would I be able to do it again? And the answer for me is no. <laughs> because back then, in 2013, 14, 15, back then I had really black and white type of thinking. I had more rigid thinking. Now I, I'm more in, you know, gray area. Like um, all the things related to nutrition for me right now are more 
in the area of, I don't know, maybe both things can be true. I really learned from um, dialectical behavioral therapy that that both ideas can be true at the same time. Um, also, I wouldn't be able to do it again because I'm not a student anymore. <laughs> I'm not that flexible with, with my time and with my lifestyle. Um, I don't have that much time for like food preparation uh, all day long. <laughs> Preparing those, those vegan or raw vegan meals, it took too much time. Also, Uh, my priorities have changed. Okay, maybe in the past I thought that maybe I could become some kind of health coach. But right now I'm not willing to spend my whole life, you know, preparing food and and try trying to trying to like aim for like the best health possible. Yeah, my priorities just have changed. Also, uh in the past, uh eating minimally processed foods was kind of easy. It was convenient for me at the time, but right now, you know, can I make flourless brownies out of black beans, dates, cacao and sweet potatoes? Yeah, I could, but I I don't want to do it. I don't have time. I prefer to just buy um buy some brownies, uh, you know, in the shop. It, it's just not worth it to prepare those elaborate healthy versions of uh, of some meals, right? I prefer to just buy something processed because I know that I'm just going to have a piece and it's not going to really impact that much negatively my health. One more thing I want to mention is that at the moment, I wouldn't be able to totally ditch highly processed foods because I no longer believe that food is the medicine. <laughs> In the past, it was easier for me to do so because I believe that food is medicine, but right now I know that there are many pillars of health and by focusing on just one pillar, meaning food, I neglected other pillars of health like relationships, rest. Uh, so could I do it? Could I stop eating um, highly processed foods? I don't know, maybe if I would be living in like tropical climate and uh, supermarket would be so far away fresh produce would be easily available for me and of course I wouldn't I in that situation um, my husband couldn't be in a picture because you know he needs to have processed uh, snacks foods in the house um, he's like a big child in in that regard uh, so I would have to you know have lots of time Or someone else. I would have to have someone else cooking for me. Um, and I would have to, I would need to have a lot of money <laughs> to buy that, that produce. Anyways, so, so no, I don't, I don't think that I would be able to, to do that again, what I did a couple of years ago. Um, but I know that maybe you are at the point that you probably clicked on that, that, that podcast episode because you still, have that fantasy that you would like to stop eating sugar. You would like to stop eating highly processed foods. You would like to just stick to whole foods. So I need you to ask yourself, like, why? Why would you like to do that? Maybe you have just fantasy that that would help you stop binge eating. But I believe that you can stop binge eating without uh, restricting uh, highly processed foods. Also, I need you to remember that it's still possible to binge on healthy foods. I know that at some point I uh, was able to, you know, to binge on quote-unquote healthy foods. And and sometimes, um, I also want to mention <laughs> that sometimes 
eating sugar and highly processed foods is healthier for you. Because again, there are many um, phases of health. So I'm talking about like mental and emotional health. So eating ultra processed foods can positively affect your, let's say, social health, especially if you consume the food with a friend or loved ones. So eating ultra processed foods can positively affect your emotional health if, if it fills your soul with pleasure and it doesn't make you feel guilty. Often small intentional kind of indulging helps you feel content, relaxed and satisfied. And also not eating processed foods isn't always healthier. As I told you, it's possible to binge on healthy foods. Um, and we need to remember that too much of any food isn't going to make you feel great <laughs> and it isn't going to be healthy. If you were to eat Pringles all day, yeah, you would probably feel nauseous, constipated and gassy. But if you were to eat broccoli all day, you would probably feel the same. You would also feel tired, gassy and hungry. <laughs> so you are not morally superior for saying no to ice creams for dessert. <laughs> and also ask yourself, like, what would it take for you to ditch sugar and highly processed foods totally? Can it be effortless for you? D do you have to, do you have that space in your life to make it effortless? Wouldn't it be easier to just learn how to naturally crave the moderate amount of highly processed yummy foods? And also, let me remind you <laughs> that for me, ditching ultra-processed foods required being brainwashed. And also, the price was my health. So also consider, how would you react when you eat highly processed yummy foods after a period of months of abstinence. In my case, it caused a massive rebound. Like my body was like, I need to eat all the food, like all sugar or fat or everything. So if you would stay abstinent from these kind of foods for a while, but then you would have them, which would probably inevitably happen, you would feel guilty. <laughs> So I believe that it's a fantasy that you uh, wouldn't be able to eat um, junk food for the rest of your life. So in that moment, when you break your abstinence, you would just enter screw it cycle. You, um, let's say that you, you say that you will never eat donuts with pink frosting ever again in your life, but then you have one. And that leads to just like, you know, screw it, give me all the donuts. <laughs> so in my opinion, the better option is to eat your favorite foods regularly and intentionally. Um, because what, what you, when you eat what you love regularly, it actually helps you to curb cravings for that food. And that makes you also feel more satisfied in life. So instead of denying or demonizing junk food, approach it like you would um, approach, I don't know, some kind of wild friend you had in college. Like you probably had this, this one person who loved to party, who always invited you for some crazy adventures. Okay, you don't want to spend, um, you know, 24-7 with that person, 
But having them in your life, it's kind of fun. It's it's kind of it, it spice spices up your uh, your life at university, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, that's all what I what I wanted to 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 say today. So I'm going to wrap up by saying that uh, what you could learn from my experience is that um, it's important to think critically and make decisions for for yourself. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's great to seek inspiration and advice from others, but blindly following someone else's path can lead you down the road that is not really for you. Sometimes even well-intentioned influencers can unintentionally mislead us um, by, you know, simplifying complex issues like sugar is bad, fat is bad, or whatever. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to share this with you because I care about you and I want you to make informed choices about your health and lifestyle. So don't be afraid to ask questions, um, what you hear or see, and always remember that you have the power to make choices that truly align with your values and needs. And that's also okay if those values and needs change over time. I'm here to support you on your journey, no matter no matter what you decide. Um, that that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to me today, and see you in the next podcast episode. Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!